help. They, they, <laughs> like, they just they just come to you to teach. <laughs> you made it seem like like I'm just going to lay entrepreneur healing hands on people and be like, oh, your business is healed now. Go back and make money, my child. Um. <laughs> and we're back. Welcome to the latest episode of Commerce and Chill. I am Jessica Johnson Co. I'm Waleed. What's good, Waleed? Chilling. You're chilling? Chilling. All right. You chilling? I'm not chilling. Depends what that message says. I don't know. I'm looking at my Slack. It's just going off all morning. Wow. But those of you who don't know what Slack is, it's a great communication tool for businesses. And this episode of Commerce and Chill is not sponsored by Slack. But I encourage you, as an emerging business owner, take a peek. To look at Slack, especially if you have a small team. Large team, medium-sized team. Because um, communication is super important. You look like you're on a struggle bus. I'm not struggling. I'm a little tired, but I'm not struggling. Okay. Well, there are a lot of business owners out there who are struggling. You've made it through the first five and a half, six months of this year, and you're trying to figure out whether or not you should keep push, pushing forward or whether you should call it quits. We are here to say stay encouraged. Don't give up. Don't quit. Well, you got to evaluate where you are. Because... There are times when you should stop. And maybe you shouldn't stop being in business or be an entrepreneur. You just might need to stop with that particular thing, that product, that service, or the business that you're in and do something different. So you, you need to evaluate it. So I'm not just saying, hey, keep going, because you don't want to keep going down a road that takes you kind of nowhere. Right. Here's the thing. Here's the premise. Are you feeling stuck in your business right now? Do you feel like you're working hard, but you aren't getting anywhere? (laughs) You're not alone. In this episode, we're gonna share the reasons why you might be struggling as an entrepreneur, and more importantly, what you can do about it. So we're gonna give you eight tips. Thereabouts. Here we go ahead, tips again. Uh, Listen, the next episode, I'm banning tips. I'm I'm saying it right now, go ahead. Give us feedback. If you don't want the tips, tell us you don't want the tips. When we say, these are the top Why don't you five. like tips? Tips are easy. It's tips four so letters. It's mad old. Everybody says it. You go to everybody's, not everybody's, but you go to a lot of the, the YouTube and this and that and podcasts. They be like, the three tips that'll help you. The five tips that'll make you a millionaire. Maybe because that's the what three. resonates with people. Maybe well, people are looking for tips. Well, maybe people need to get exposed to something different. People used to ride horses until Henry Ford was like, boom, here's, a, here's the horseless carriage. He he changed the narr- He changed the name and delivered a different. Here's so you want horse. the tipless insights? Here are the five tips you should never follow if you don't want to be successful. Right? Come up with a different word for tips. But you, the etymology, the blue. Screen, I like tips. Miriam, I don't have no problem with tips. The Merriam-Webster lady. Come on. I don't have any problems with tips. Let's anyway, get another synonym for tips. We're going to give you a synonym, or better yet, a definition of struggle. According to Merriam-Webster, struggle means to make strenuous or violent efforts in the face of difficulty or opposition. Is that you and your business? Do you feel like you arm wrestling your clients? Do you, or yourself. Do you feel like you slap boxing? Your team members. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Do you feel like your bank account just pimp slapped I feel like I'm you? getting WWF to my yeah, yeah. <laughs> No. <laughs> That's I, it. Did, did, your got, bank, did your bank account just WWF you? <laughs> did you just get table ladders and cheered? You got, you got hit with a ladder. It doesn't have to be that way. Um, I, I, 
I talk to many entrepreneurs from all different walks. And overwhelmingly, when I hear people, I'm not going to say complain, but um, they just voice their voice their concerns about struggling in their business or being stuck. Typically, it's because they're not in alignment. Either the products and why are you laughing? It just you said alignment. I'm thinking like of the moon and the stars. Oh, <laughs> like a car is a good example because the car is not in alignment. Right. It kind of you let go of the steering wheel. It kind of keeps drifting to one side. Right. So that that's a good uh, alignment is a good analogy. Either the products and your services that you're offering are not what your target market want, or you haven't clearly defined your target market and therefore you cannot connect with them or your pricing, it just, it don't work. Or you're not doing the revenue generating activities and or customer maintenance um, follow-up activities that you should be doing. That's what I typically hear from struggling entrepreneurs chief what about you because you do talk to a lot of people too in business and you know when when you hear about the struggle what what kind of feedback do you get when you hear people who are in in the midst of the struggle and they come to you for help well i wouldn't say they come to me for help they, they, <laughs> like, they just they just come to you to <laughs> you made it seem like like i'm just going lay entrepreneur healing hands on people and be like, oh, your business is healed. Now go back and make money, my child. Um, <laughs> I wish it was that simple because I have a line out the door. I'd just be giving blessings all day to people. Um, you know, in, here's one thing I find super interesting, and I was having a conversation with it about it with um, Damien, um, who's... What are they, the, the, our resident associate? Re relationship ambassador. Yeah, our re I said resident associate. What is it? Like this? you were back in, in college. college, right? Because uh, they use the term. Damien is R. the one in the dorm that helps me find my way. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I get lost in the hallways. So, Damien and I, who's my relationship ambassador in this accelerator program that the soapbox is in, we had this like big conversation. And today's Wednesday, too. I got a call, call with him today. Um, we were talking about this with emerging businesses and it, and it's always these peaks and valleys that we, we were talking about in a conversation we noticed. And I, and I'm really like looking at my notes and just thinking back to a lot of conversations. You know, I had a great conversation with um, several entrepreneurs last night and then was fortunate enough to meet a couple uh, new others throughout the past couple of weeks. And, and I listen to them carefully and I hear these, these stories of, you know, they'll get press or they'll get introduced to like some good connection and then their business will spike, but then it goes back to where it was. And then something else happens and it spikes, and, but then it goes back to where it was. Or, you know, they'll get on some kind of, you know, some press or they'll get on like a, a, a Good Morning America, or like something like that that gets them this, this, this large amount of exposure or somebody does something on social that, and they get a ton of exposure and they start making some sales, but then it, then it dies right back off. It's these peaks and valleys. There's, it never goes up and then plateaus and then they, they stay at this new level and then it peaks again and then they stay at a new plateau. And, I'm, and, and we're not saying this is the case with every, I'm not saying this is the case with every business, but a, a lot of what 
we've seen and heard in these conversations and, and these entrepreneurs have expressed. And I'm really trying to figure out what is that missing like formula or missing link where why do they spike and then aren't able to say or do whatever they need to do at that spike when that spike happens or it's starting to happen like GameStop mm-hmm. to the moon mm-hmm. and it's hap- and it's starting to happen to say what do what do we do or what do we capture or what do, what do, what do we identify that causes to happen and then continue to do that or replicate that so we stay on that plateau right so it's nothing wrong with being on a plateau i just think it's how long you stay on that plateau before you go to the next plateau so if my if i'm doing this revenue and then i get i get some attention and I spike, I need to figure out how do I keep on that level. So then now I'm, I'm plateau and then I emulate it again and I plateau again. So every time I spike, I stay at that level or, or something high, or you're higher, right? I'm higher than what I was started. originally, but a lot of times we see they'll spike up and then they go back to their original level. Right. So it's just like, Oh, I got a bump up in, in, in revenue. I bump up in sales, but we're not keeping it consistently. And I think, and from what I hear, that's the, 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 the real struggle. And I think that's the, the, the big thing we need to identify as emerging business to figure out what is that thing, <laughs> that component in that, to say this is what it is, now keep doing that. And I don't, I don't know for sure, because I'm, I'm guilty of it too, um, but at JSB, we've kind of we've figured that out and fixed it. And it's been interesting at JSB because – JSB is not driven on marketing and advertising like the soapbox is because a, a lot of what we do at JSB, 96% of our business is referrals and word referrals of and relationships, right? And relationships and word of mouth. It's so, trust relationships cost. There, right. There's an investment but in time and resources, but we don't see, but, but we it's don't not. see that in that traditional space where someone says, Hey, this is great. Like, and we've had it, like we on, you know, MB, you was on NBC and, and all these other different channels or, you know, some of these business channels. Shout out to Peter channels. Alexander, my Northwestern Wildcat classmate. Right. But because of the nature of our business, because you get that notoriety, it doesn't, it doesn't spike like somebody goes on our website and starts ordering a bunch of security guards. Like, it doesn't work like that here. So it, it gets you the exposure that reinforces some of those relationships right. or gets you the exposure that starts a new relationship. But those relationships here, they might not turn into business for like one, two, three years from now. Like we're about to crush it on a whole new level, but that's based on a relationship that you started like three years ago. And now this thing is like, what, my, what is it? You reap what you, is it reap what you sow? Yeah, yeah. You, but you don't reap what you sow. Oh, hold up. I got to go pick up my check. It's at the door there. Really. <laughs> like they're, ready, they're coming through right away. But it, it was you reap more than you sow. Right, that's what the saying that's is. That's right? what that's what we were listening to this morning. But th- is that the original saying? Like when I don't know where do people get it from the Bible or something? You you reap which I don't know where it comes from originally. Can you, can you check that out? I don't know, but it's re- you but reap and. more than what you sow. I mean, what even think of but it? If you if think, think of, of it this way, like think of a, a size you plant of a seed. seed. Whatever comes out of the ground is typically going to be, gonna be larger the than what the size. If of I the plant, seed a, if was, you so. plant, you're right. If you plant a grape seed. When it grapes or tomato seed, when it grows, the vine is going to produce many tomatoes. Or even think about a watermelon seed. Think about the size of a watermelon seed compared to a watermelon. But the seed doesn't produce one watermelon. It produces the vine, which produces many watermelons. Right. So 
So you the, the saying uh, I told you what I was going to say. But so anyway. you're saying is you reap more than you sow. You reap more than you sow. Because I was going to say you reap what you sow. So let's so, let's just do a level set right, really more. quickly. According to Business News Daily, an unsuccessful entrepreneur typically falls into one of the following uh, buckets. Either you have insufficient marketing, you have a lackluster business plan, or you have the wrong business structure. So typically, if you can't figure out the marketing, if you can plan accordingly, and if you make sure that you have the right structure and team in place, that can help you to alleviate falling into or stepping onto the struggle bus. Um, can you tell me the last time you felt like you were struggling in business? Bro, I feel like I'm struggling right now. Do you not why? see me in this camera? Why? Well, just, just Why? I mean, I, I have I some ideas. I feel like ideas, somebody but... needs to put cucumbers on my eyes. I need that mask thing that they be having and that. <laughs> Put that mud stuff, like, and just put that towel around my head and just lay down. So you need a spa day. lay down like this because it's dead. You need need an entrepreneur spa day. I don't need an entrepreneur spa day. And what is an entrepreneur spa day? It it is when everything is in alignment. Everyone goes to work. There are no chargebacks on the credit cards. All the orders come in flawlessly. There's no, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling with expanding our senior management team because the company is growing and I made I made reference to the relationship you started three years ago that is now producing where well what based on that relationship based on this one conversation and this in the in the grand scheme of this relationship this small piece of work that we're going to start with them will add It'll it, this, it, it increase the so company just, by fifty percent. So just just for context, we have a, an existing client with whom we are working, and they're, they're we're discussing the opportunity to do additional business with them, and they basically are asking us to quantify how much more business we want to do with them. So in this expansion, what we're looking at is an increase of four to five times what we're currently doing with. Well, them. I'm just talking about not even the whole thing that you're talking about. Well, four to five times what we're doing. What but we're I'm just talking about the one segment them. we had a conversation and about there yesterday. Are, and they're our second largest mm-hmm. client. Right. This, but the, I'm just talking about that small segment we had a discussion about. Forget the whole piece that you had a, a separate dialogue with them about. I'm speaking about the piece that we're talking and, fo- and focusing on directly. And that, that one s- small slice of it will increase JSB by 50%. So building up the team and the system to when that happens, that it, it becomes a smooth transition. It won't be perfect, mm-hmm. but it will be less bumps in the carpet than if we're just like putting stuff on post-it notes and we're just winging it and be like, did you do that? Email me, call me. It's smooth. So the, the system building out the team, mm-hmm. listen, I think a bigger struggle, not the biggest, but the struggle is choosing the right people. Mm-hmm. Like forget this. People are like, Oh, we, I can't find nobody. Listen, I'm not buying into that. There are tons of people out there who want to work at great places. It's finding them, putting your message in front of them, getting it where they live, where they, where they view stuff, so they know that this opportunity exists and then have connecting with them. You were saying. So then just to, to recap um, what Walida said is that in both of our businesses, and may, you may be, be able to attest to this, we've experienced waves, ebbs and flows of business. At times we felt like we were struggling that time might be today. Uh, but in those situations where we did feel like we were struggling, there were three main pots 
that helped us to get out of the struggle. And those pots focused largely on people, making sure we had the right people in the right places, Huge. processes and systems, and to some Huge extent, year. the right technology to support those processes and systems. And then having a plan or having a vision Hugest. of where we were trying to go. And then even if we didn't get there, we could adapt a plan if we had one. So those are three key areas if you're trying to get out of your key struggle. Areas. See, you didn't say three tips. I like that. My man, Steve. Every time he calls me, like I'm always doing something, I can't answer it. And then I call him back. He doesn't answer. He owns laundry. He yeah. owns several laundromats. So we're going to give you some specific tips on things that we did to get out of the struggle bus and back on the road to prosperity. Um, you said get out the struggle bus? Off the struggle bus. Oh, okay, because I was going to say, I'm, I'm pulling the emergency exit in the back and I'm just jumping. And if it's one of those public buses. At the back door? I'm pulling that strip around the window. You know, the window flaps out. I'm bailing, baby. I'm out. I hope it's at a stoplight. I don't um, care. I got, you ever see that Geico commercial? Stop. Tuck and roll, Grandma. And she jumps out the car. <laughs> Put that in this episode. Tuck and roll, Grandma. That's me. The car don't need to stop. I need to get off the struggle bus. Go. What's oh, the start with your mindset because if you're in in the mindset of woe is me it's so hard yep it's gonna be it's, hard it's gonna and woe is hard. going to be you i do not profess that mm -mm, i do not proclaim to the woe is me mindset so get your mind right i might be like oh that's that um mumbo jumbo whatever that stuff they say well you're like oh you gotta speak it and believe it but to a certain extent like listen if, if you constantly complain about something, you wonder why you constantly have that because you keep talk, you keep complaining about it. You keep bringing it to fruition yourself because you're like, oh. You're well, manifesting it. You're like, my life sucks. Well, your life will always suck because you keep saying it sucks. Like, I'm, I'm just like, I'm still, you got to do action. It's not like you just sit on your couch every day and be like, oh, I wish I was a millionaire. Oh, I wish my account, my, the decimal on my account was moved five places to the left. It kind of, you had to put in some work behind it. Yeah. But it starts with your mindset. Right. So number one, what we did to get off the we struggle should, we bus. We somebody come on that talks about mindset on commerce and chill, like how you refocus and recalibrate your brain. Like that would be some deep stuff. Yeah. Make a note of that team. We listened and made notes on what people complained about in their businesses, right? Yeah, I listened to a lot of that. I'm not so we lie. went to events and people were like, oh, my business is this. We're like, oh, that's not what we want. We want the opposite. And it's always best to talk on the affirmative. And then listen, listening to other people complain, whether they're in your industry or not, you might not be able to help them solve their problem. You might be able to, depending on your experiences. But listening to their complaints, depending where they are in their business life cycle compared to yours, you will probably learn quite a bit from it and then take something from that and improve your business. Like, I listen to people come. Listen, I'll give you a great example. I listen to someone complain about cleaning sneakers in the laundry industry, right? Laundry slash dry cleaning industry. And they was like, yo, I will never do those. Then something happened. Those sneakers cost hundreds of dollars. They're going to complain. And you're going to have all kind of problems. And did a list of, just a list of cons of why not to do it. And I was just like, mm-hmm, okay, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then in my head, I was like, so if these are all the cons, what's the pros? So then I listed out all the pros. And let's, let's be absolutely clear. The pros far outweigh the cons. And I was like, how often would those bad things happen? And if they do happen, what do I have in place? Well, I got insurance, right? We've got business insurance. Maybe the person curses me out. I think I can handle that. My skin is a little thick. But the pros far outweigh the cons. Um, I recently read something that said 67% of people 
uh, make purchasing decisions based on re reviews from peers. So we read reviews that people had about not only our businesses, but our com other businesses in our space and either in the industry or our competitors uh, to determine what we should and should not do. Yeah, I, I read reviews to this day. And it quietly, it kind of started with like, and this is when we talk about changing your mindset. And I'm going to be straight up. I would read the reviews and just be like, they worse than they they having a rougher time than us. So like I'm good. But now my mindset has shifted where I'll look at a review and say, okay, we're doing this. How do we get better? So then I will read reviews of other businesses before I would just read local ones and be like, yeah, we're better than them. They suck. <laughs> look, they had a problem. And now I'll rev re read reviews in the industry all over the United States, right? Of different businesses in our two industries that we play the most in. And I'll, and I'll see what people say, not just bad, but good reviews too, to say, hmm, that's interesting. Or how the, the person handled when they got a bad review. Did they leave a comment? What did they say? How did they say it? And then learn from that. Like, I got a lot from that. Like, fact. Number three, we experimented with non-traditional tactics in our spaces every day so you know if you if everybody else is, as my friend jay green says if everybody's driving defensively somebody has to drive offense so what does that mean for you and your business what does that mean for you getting off the struggle bus right if everybody else is getting on the struggle bus maybe you need to get out of line and get off uh, number Emergency four exit. we read things that had different varying viewpoints than our own right so it's easy to get in a silo and only see things one way only spend time with people who agree with you and see the world the way that you do. When you look at differing perspectives, it gives you insights into how you can change your approach personally and your approach in your business so that you can find success where in the past you might have been struggling. So um, read different viewpoints. That's so funny. Because the, the, the next point is watch the activity in industry forums. Oh, wow. Uh, so... You know, it's similar to the reviews, but right. it's, it's different because the forums, the industry forums, it's a, it's a lot different conversations going on. Because not, those are people that are, tend to be the players. It's not right. necessarily the, the consumers it's or the, the end users. Exactly. These are the people who are making moves. Sometimes I will say stuff if I have value to add, but I'll just read them. Like the alerts go off on my phone. Like I'll look at them real quick, like in the morning. I'll scroll through them and just see what the top things people are saying. Depending what the topic, then I might drill down and just read a few comments. And then look at who's saying what and, you know, what can I learn from that? Number six, we connected with more people. So Waleed talked about going to the event yesterday and how he's been meeting more uh, entrepreneurs. I think it's important to have just a very firm base of people, right? Because people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And sometimes that one person that you need to get out of the rut that you're in is somebody that you already know or one introduction away. So the more people you know, the more people know about you and your business, uh, the better you position yourself for assistance when you are on the struggle bus. Um, number seven, we went to non-industry events because if you're only spending time with the people who are doing the same thing that you're doing, then what you gonna do? You gonna do the same things. Um, my Salesforce coach, Chris, said to me, focus and simplify. Yes. So you want to be focused on that target consumer, that target customer, that target client, and make sure that your processes 
are very simple. That does not mean that you don't go into other environments so that you understand how to put that, that focus and simplicity into best practice. And then number eight, we went to industry focused events so that the other people in the industry knew that we were there, that we showed up and knew that we were serious about what we did. And so, um, I'll give you an example. Um, was talking to a large corporation, a corporate representative at the WeBank national conference last week. And he mentioned that his company was doing an RFP for security. Well, it just so happens that I saw him last week and he said, you know what, when it comes to security, you're who I know. I don't know any other security people. Now we have the opportunity to, to do some business with that corporation, but they're looking for someone who has a national footprint. That's not us right now. We have the opportunity to be creative in what we recommend to this corporation. So other security companies that we've met across the country that have a footprint in the regions where this corporation is based, we can potentially go to those firms, especially if we've met them through industry forums and industry events. Cooperative economics. There you go. And then put them on. <clears throat> um, so that's the approach that we're looking to take. So those are the eight tips, the eight steps that <sighs> we took when we were on the struggle bus so to get off the struggle bus and back on the path to prosperity. And we hope that you will employ some of these tactics and techniques if you are currently in the struggle, know that we have six months left in this year and you can yet accomplish and surpass your goals for 2022. If you have the right mindset, if you're focused on having the right people, processes and systems, as well as a plan and a vision to get there. And if you are committed to not staying on the struggle bus or committed to not Playing, being friends with the struggle bus crew because that's the other thing yeah, if, if you say, spend time with people the on the struggle, struggle bus, bus crew they're not gonna want to let you go the struggle bus is very like it's very comfortable it's very addictive because what's that thing misery loves company mm -hmm. like you you get hung up in that crowd of the struggle bus people like you you get on the, you end up on the struggle bus you got to figure out how to get off the bus because if you stay on that struggle bus too long People, that thing will weigh down on you. It will change your mindset. You will begin to think that that is norm. That is what you, it's just supposed to be this way. Because there, there are other, listen, I listen to quite a few business owners. And I listen to them talk. And some of them have, have indoctrinated. And I don't even want to say, like, it's not that they're bad or good. They've been broken. So when, when they get broken, they believe, like, this is how it should be. There's no other way, like, these other people that, that did it, they, they were lucky or that's just because something happened to them, but that's not the norm. That can't, that can't be me. Right. So like that, that struggle bus, if you get on it, let me tell you something, make sure you get a transfer and get that transfer. Oh, they don't so give transfers no more. I just dated myself. Damn. Cause they used to get the transfer slip back in the day on the buses here in New York. But you, you need to get that. You need to be on a transfer. You're like, you on that bus or like you take it and you just get off. And like, then you start the walking. Buzzer. Next stop. Like you don't know what next the transfer stop. is. You just get off at the next stop and start walking. 
Because you don't want to be, like, don't get stuck on it. Right. Been it's, there, done that. It's like our friend Chanel Christophe Davis said, I feel sorry for these these businesses out here that aren't winning consistently. I said, like, why do you feel sorry? She said, because they're satisfied with just getting the same contract or getting awards for the work that they've done in the past, but they're not focused maybe on that's what, what they, to get You know, maybe that's what they want. Maybe. But, but, but the thing is, if she feels sorry for the ones that are saying they want more, which I could see. And then they're, they're not doing the things to achieve it is, you know, what she was saying. And well, here at Commerce and Chill, bus. we want more for you and for your business. And speaking of more, if you're watching this episode and you haven't clicked the button right below that says subscribe, we would appreciate you doing that so we could have more people like you in our community and we can share more. So hit the subscribe and hit the bell. So when these episodes come out, you'll get notified on YouTube, in the app, on your browser, and I think you get them in the email too. So more. So we thank, thank you, you so much for spending more time with us today. We hope to see you soon on another episode of Commerce and Chill. In closing, I am Jessica Johnson Cope. I'm all we'll see you.